the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. What's the, uh, what's the lyric in the song, White Christmas? Where they want to wash their... I want to wash my hair in snow, right? That's not from the song. Oh. It's from the movie. It's from the movie, yeah. I don't know if... They really say I want to wash they my hair They want to wash their hair in snow? in snow. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Hair and I face, I... I believe. It's... Hair and face. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I want to wash, wash my, my hair. hair Something snow. like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. Okay. If you've been waiting to wash your hair face in snow, now's the time, right? <laughs> That's just upsetting. I don't yes, want to do is. that. No, it's good. It's fine. It's first snow of the God. year. It should be nice and clean, fresh on your face. It's good. Welcome, everybody. The Monday edition, post-Thanksgiving edition of The Ride Home. Kath, uh, let's get underway right now. Without further ado, please engage us with the top four at four. All right, John, Mike, for Monday, November 30th, I have this. Number one, Moderna has asked U.S. and European health regulators to authorize use of the company's COVID-19 vaccine after it was shown to be 94.1% effective in a full analysis of a pivotal study. According to the Wall Street Journal, the vaccine is on track to become possibly the second to go into use in the U.S. by the end of 2020, with inoculation available to the general public likely in spring or summer. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine already under regulatory review as well. Quote, I think this vaccine is going to be really a game changer for this pandemic, Moderna chief executive Stefan Bansell said in an interview. If the U.S. FDA clears the shot, distribution could start, if you can believe it, within weeks. Mm. Bring it on. Number two, the National Weather Service, as you said, John, updated his expect their expectations for the snow that will arrive overnight. And that means, according to the PG, tomorrow's weather might be trickier than expected. Nearly all of western Pennsylvania is now included in a winter weather advisory from 1 a.m. Tuesday through 7 a.m. Wednesday. Counties closer to Lake Erie and the Laurel Highlands are covered by a winter storm warning. Those areas expected to see higher snowfall totals. Allegheny County, though, is included in the advisory area. The Weather Service said Pittsburgh residents should expect between two and three inches of snow. Nice. I want to wash my hands, my face, Uh, my hair with snow. I don't want to wash anything with it. No, I really don't. Number three. Will we or won't we, friends, be watching Steelers Ravens tomorrow evening? Probably not. The NFL prevented the Ravens from conducting a Monday morning walkthrough today while the league and the Ravens waited to see if any additional players have tested positive. So given the decision to delay practice, it makes you think more positive tests are expected. And if that's the case, what does tomorrow evening hold? Mm-mm. Well, the NFL, 
pull the plug on the game? Will they open up a Week 18 game between the two teams or maybe demand a forfeit from the Ravens? I don't know. Whatever happens, I think it's incumbent on the league to be sure the Steelers aren't punished any more than they already have been by the COVID-related antics of both the Titans and now the hated Ravens. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. And number four. In orders issued before the holiday, the U.S. Supreme Court in a 5-4 vote set aside attendance limits that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo imposed on houses of worship in areas most severely affected by the coronavirus. Ten people in red zones, 25 in orange zones. We remember that color classification. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, here was the case. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn and Agudath Israel of America, an Orthodox Jewish organization, alleged that the attendance limits set by Governor Cuomo violated their First Amendment rights of religious exercise. And the court has agreed, stating in the opinion that they found it troubling that businesses the state considered essential weren't subject to the same occupancy limits. Those included things such as acupuncture facilities, campgrounds, garages, as well as many whose services are not limited to those that can be regarded as essential, such as all plants manufacturing chemicals and microelectronics and all transportation facilities. That's a quote from the court. Voting in favor of setting aside the limits were Justices Alito, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Thomas, and the newest justice, Amy Coney Barrett, while Chief Justice John Roberts and the three so-called liberal justices, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan, dissented. Justice Gorsuch, in his opinion, said, quote, it is time, past time, to make plain that while the pandemic poses many grave challenges, there is no world in which the Constitution tolerates color-coded executive edicts that reopen liquor stores and bike shops, but shutter churches, synagogues, and mosques, he wrote. And I say to you, John, three cheers for religious freedom. And that is your top four. Very nice. Thank you, Kath. Yeah, it makes a lot of common sense, doesn't it? I mean, heck, I mean, bike shops and uh, bars are open, so you're going to close churches. However, Mm -hmm. the governor just had a press conference about two hours ago and saying that New York might enter a pause phase, which would mean the entire state would just shut down totally again. How about that? Oh, gosh, I certainly hope that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. When it comes to religious exercise, though, John, I think it's important that we bring up the case today only because you and I have talked a lot in the air about different churches around the country, John MacArthur being probably the most prominent, who stepped out and said, look, all of these restrictions on churches are unconstitutional and are actually Christian persecution. And we said, Look, Come it's on. not Christian persecution if everything's shut down, right? right? So if if the garage is shut down and your hair salon is shut down. All of the edict. It, right. It's not that it's just against churches. It's just against everybody. But this in New York, John, really was that. It was the real thing. This was the governor coming down harder and being more restrictive on churches, synagogues, and mosques than on anything else. So right. I'm really thrilled that the Supreme Court ruled as it did. Well, you know, the Hasidic uh, Jewish community in New York City is gigantic. Yeah, sure. And they have been at odds with the governor from the get-go here. I mean, they've been in, you know, just constant violation. They refuse to shut down. They've been having mass gatherings and gigantic weddings. So I think the governor took it personal, which is crazy because it's just politics. But uh, there it is. I mean, the Supreme Court's weighed in. And uh, you see the value of Amy Coney Barrett, sure. much yes, to the liberal do. side. Uh, the, yes, they chagrin early. Um, My guess is they'll chagrin often as well. 
Yeah. I think it's important for every Christian, though, to be able to recognize when persecution is and when it isn't. Because right. when you call it when it's really not there, I think you're, you know, the little boy who cried wolf. Right. It's kind of hollow. All right. Well, that's good. So um, uh, numbers apparently are rising. I saw uh, Cyril Wecht, the uh, former coroner here in Allegheny County, posted a piece, an op-ed piece in today's Post-Gazette saying, you know, this is crazy. Why are we uh, shutting down? We should be open with some restrictions for the elderly and uh, for the, you know, those who are immune compromised. But it, it, I mean, who knows what Look, to expect? Think, don't you think that's crazy? Come on. You, do you know, you know, people who are sick, who are actually sick with the virus? I do. Yeah, so I do. Why? Yeah. So I don't think it's some kind of, you know, created dystopian fantasy that we're all having. Do you know anybody who's passed away from COVID? Because I don't. I do. I know two people who've passed away from really? COVID, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 again, it's contentious, even as it is, you know, moving forward. We're as contentious as we were in March, April, May. Well, that just we're, shows that we're bankrupt and unable to negotiate with one another. Mm-hmm. Around 540 today, epidemiologist Dr. Richard Zimmerman will join us to uh, give us an update on the numbers here and some common sense and wisdom, hopefully. And uh, we've got much more in between 540 and uh, right now. So what do you say? We take a quick break, come back. We're going to yeah, go to the go White House. My, I got to get my snow boots. Please do. Yeah, I'm, so I'm looking at the lyrics, right? And that's exactly it, that uh, you do want to wash your face and your hands and your, you know, Yeah, your you don't hair. want to, though. No, I... This is the time. If you're ever going to do it, wash your face in snow. 101.5 WORD. The season before Christmas, the Advent season, is a time set aside for waiting. David Mathis says that's a good thing for all of us. We grow in anticipation, we grow in our patience, and we ready ourselves for uh, the opportunity to celebrate Christmas Day. Celebrating the season of waiting. Advent. Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers for when you really want to say, I love you forever. 
Visit trinityjewelers.com. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar Cheesecake or Filled Chocolate Log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or capons? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. Go to the nation's capital now as we do first thing always Monday. Greg Clarkson is with us. Greg Clarkson, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, how are you? Happy happy post-Thanksgiving Monday to you. Yeah, it was a great weekend. And uh, hello to you guys. Good to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Terrific. All right. So it looks like uh, President-elect Joe Biden making some moves as far as his new administration goes. Uh, Give us some details, Greg. Right. So last week we heard uh, from Biden announcing his national or some of the members of his national security team, including Secretary of State and others he will nominate for his cabinet to deal with foreign policy and those kinds of issues. And now he's rolling out his uh, team of economic advisors and other appointees, and they include and we did know this, uh, at least one of these names last week, uh, at least it was floating around as a possibility, and that's Janet Yellen uh, is the selection by Joe Biden to become the next Treasury Secretary. She's a familiar name um, for anybody who's followed uh, government news and um, economics out of, out of Washington for the last you know, couple of decades, really, because she uh, was previously the uh, Federal Reserve Chair. And she also worked in the Clinton and Obama administration. So it's interesting how um, – uh, not the Obama, but the Clinton administration. So it's interesting that she would be having worked at the Federal Reserve now, shifting over to the Treasury Department uh, and overseeing. And then there were a couple of other names that are floating out there. One that um, interestingly has really caught some Republicans' attention on the Senate side, and that would be um, Neera Tanden. She has been tapped to be – the uh, basically the White House budget director. It's the Office of Management and Budget, and uh, she is very uh, she's she's a very well known liberal, and she's very vocal on Twitter. For example, she's been a talking head on cable TV for uh, for quite some time. But Senate Republicans, you guys, they're already saying that they have some serious problems with her because she would need to get um, Senate confirmation. In fact, Senator John Cornyn, Republican of Texas, he tweeted that. Uh, Tandon stands zero chance of being confirmed. Oh. So okay. He's, wow. he's laying down the law here pretty uh, pretty early, and so that one may be a little troublesome to get through. We'll have to wait and see. Interesting. So when you appear on cable television frequently, there is a long and wide trail for people to find and comment sure. on. There is. And, you know, this is something else that I, I came across, John, today, and um, <laughs> I'll have to go and, and double-check it and, and all the rest, but um, an article pointed out that she is a prolific 
tweeter on Twitter. In fact, she has logged something like twenty-five to 30,000 more tweets than Donald Trump has over what? the last few years. <laughs> and so if you think the president tweets a lot, uh, this woman has a lot to say, apparently, too. Wow. I don't know if that's a race to the top or the bottom. What the heck? <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of the president, um, it looks as though the president's legal challenges are very narrow indeed, but that not has to, that has not deterred him from continuing to uh, look for an overturn in key states. Yeah. Right. He still has uh, legal representatives and other allies uh, in some of these key states that they're hoping that they can, uh, you know, get a foothold in the process, if not completely overturn uh, the result of those states. But, you know, as you mentioned, John, uh, these opportunities are dwindling. In fact, today you had uh, the state of Arizona certifying uh, the election for for Joe Biden and and so that is a certification that's interesting because you've got a Republican governor in Doug Ducey in Arizona and the attorney general uh in the state is a democrat and so they were essentially today showing giving a bipartisan show of uh, support for their electoral process in Arizona saying that their system of elections and accountability and transparency is solid and they stand by it. It's strong. And so that's just the latest example. And we're also expecting Wisconsin to certify their votes later today as well. So those are two of the four or five you know, states that have been really uh, targeted by the president here. The president was on TV yesterday. He gave an interview on Fox News Channel in the morning. It was his first uh, TV interview, if not first interview, one-on-one interview since the election. And he was even acknowledging that um, time is running out. The calendar is not in his favor because the Electoral College, the electors are going to be submitting their official votes uh, on December 14th. And so to get judicial processes and courts and things to be in place and, and, and getting you know, rulings in, in the president's favor between now and then, time is starting to run out. Yeah, Greg, I saw clips of uh, the president's interview yesterday, but they seem to be at odds with his attitude on Twitter. I'm a little confused about that. Just on Twitter, I don't know, a couple hours ago, he was tweeting, wow, total election corruption in Arizona, um, hearing on now. So it seemed yesterday like he was more than willing, or not more than willing, but he was willing uh, to accept the results of the election. And then when you read him on Twitter, you kind of get a different feeling. Yeah, and I would agree with that. There's a, there's, there's a much more defiant and hard-edged tone, I think, to many of his tweets when it comes to uh, claims of election fraud, although he did clearly say several times during the interview yesterday um, that, that, that the election was rigged and it was total fraud and that there was a lot of cheating going on. So it's not, it's not that it's night and day difference, but there are shades of, 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 of volume, if you will, in terms of of how the president is dealing with it. And so he uh, he may put out a statement, for example, that sounds very polite and cautious, and then you'll get an email from, you know, the, uh, the Trump campaign, and it's, you know, blistering with sirens and saying, you know, we've got to act now, and uh, the country is, you know, going down the hole, and we've got, you know, uh, the future is at stake. And so you have, you know, have the alarm bells going off with some of the tweets and a lot of the campaign emails, and then in other settings, uh, in other venues, it's it's not quite maybe as alarmist sounding, but obviously the overall message remains the same by the president. And he said, even six months from now, when he's when he's out of Washington, he was essentially saying, you know, after the next administration, he said, my mind is not going to be changed. He's he, he's not going to come to a different 
um, you know, arrive at a different decision or a different view, viewpoint of uh, how he thought the election went down. Speaking with SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston. So what does that mean? I mean, it's kind of hard to sort of look between the lines here. Is this a way of the president still energizing his base and or looking forward to 2024 and thinking, I'm not going to go away. You know, I'm going to you know, draw a line here and this is how things are for me. Yeah, John, it could be, uh, in, you know, any number of those things, because a lot of people are, are, are really guessing, OK, what are the next steps, the next plans for the president? We've heard the murmurings that he has talked privately, amused privately about the possibility of throwing his hand in the ring again in 2024 for another White House shot. There has been talk that, and this goes back many years, his interest in, you know, establishing some sort of a, an entertainment or TV empire um, you know, some sort of a media outlet, um, so that there's always interest there. And of course, he's got a database of support. You know, with his campaign, that he's got sure. built-in mailing lists and emails and uh, cell phone numbers for texting and all the rest. So uh, th- there are all all of these questions. There are some that have accused the president of continuing to push these legal challenges, even though many don't believe they have any chance of of moving forward simply to raise more money from people um, for his campaign efforts that then, you know, he could use after, presumably after leaving the White House, to use for, uh, for other purposes. So, you know, it's an open question right now as to exactly, uh, you know, what direction the president will move in. But uh, a lot of people are, are convinced that he will remain more in the public eye than we have seen from previous past presidents who have, once they've left the Oval Office, um, have sort of remained on the sidelines a little bit, um, if not been entirely quiet. Uh, a lot of people don't expect that to be the case with Donald Trump. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, we've seen news that there will be two dogs living in the White House uh, come January and a cat. Um, but one of the dogs seemed to have caused Joe Biden some difficulty this weekend. <laughs> Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, we got word yesterday. The uh, the Biden family was spending the Thanksgiving weekend. They have a they have a house near the beach in Rehoboth Beach, uh, Delaware, and um, on the you know and so they were over there just having some family time. And uh, vice former vice president was uh, playing around with their dog Major and uh, twisted his ankle, sprained his ankle. They weren't sure exactly what happened. So when they went home after the weekend um, yesterday, they went to he went to go see an orthopedic specialist, and then they had a CAT scan, and they had you know just wanted to make sure everything was okay. But it, there is a there is a slight fracture in his foot. He's probably going to have to wear a boot uh, for the next few weeks, and so he'll be uh, he will be hobbling around a little bit as uh, this transition moves forward. So, yes, cats and dogs uh, sometimes getting in the way, but also. Uh, a tradition of, of uh, you know, returning to a tradition of a lot of American presidents with animals, with pets, right. when they're in the White House, something that uh, Donald and Melania Trump did not have during these last four years. And, you know, there, there's something about uh, power right there, because who goes to see an orthopedic specialist on a Sunday afternoon? Well, you know what? It's interesting that you point that out, John, because there was a note from the trans- from the Biden uh, transition uh, press office saying that a special request was made to have that appointment yesterday so as not to interrupt the already scheduled appointments that that doctor's office had starting today for this week. 
So in one way, yes, it's kind of a power move, you know, and you've got, you know, special service for the incoming president. But at the same time, it was also seen as uh, as a decision to be as least disruptive as possible for uh, for everyday folks who already had their appointment on the calendar. Okay, Okay, that's good. All right. So, Greg, um, uh, we've got some uh, vaccine news. This is good news. Uh, At least two companies are looking for approval. Yeah. Right. That's uh, that's the the news of the day. We've uh, been hearing about Moderna uh, now applying for FDA approval uh, in terms of, uh, you know, approving its vaccine. And so that is the second. And so now the uh, it's sort of in the in the court for the Food and Drug Administration. The FDA officials are going to be meeting. I think the date is December 10th. They have a they have a, a day long session coming up where they are going to be reviewing um, you know what it needs to what needs to happen in terms of the formal process of of authorization for these vaccines, and uh, once that authorization comes, uh, you know Dr. Anthony Fauci and others have been saying it's just a matter of weeks before the very first distribution uh, of these vaccinations uh, will will begin. Now, obviously, not everybody is at the front of the line, and so they're going to be looking at uh, nurses and, and doctors and first responders and the elderly and, uh, you know, those that are seen as uh, extremely vulnerable and then moving through the general population at that point. So this still holds out a lot of promise. Uh, as we talked about over the last couple of weeks, the trial results came back 90 percent, 95 percent for these uh, for these two different companies. And so that's very, very encouraging. Wow. OK, so before you leave us, Greg, um, with that good news, did you have uh, a good Thanksgiving? What's that news for us? You personally? I did. It was uh, did a little bit of work in the morning early. Um, OK. Uh, you know, news, the, the news business keeps churning. And so uh, mm-hmm. aside from a little bit of work, uh, we had some just a nice, quiet day at family. The weather uh, where I'm living here was, and maybe it was the same in Pittsburgh, it was very pleasant and mild on Thursday. So. And so our family enjoyed our Thanksgiving meal out on the back porch, which was a nice wow. treat. Lovely. Uh, I have to say, though, I have to say, though, Kathy, we did not have anything uh, unusual or out of the ordinary on our Thanksgiving menu, as we talked mm. about last week. That's hard to believe. So, I'm disappointed. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't consider something like corned beef Jello. Yeah. Well, now that I hear that, I'm disappointed as well. <laughs> no, no, Greg, I ate it. You were more than fine. Believe me, Wait, more you, than fine. You, you tried that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kath- Listen, we had a we had a contest, Greg, and we narrowed it narrowed it down to uh, two finalists. And Bonnie, uh, she brought her corned beef Jello recipe, which I made in my own quarantine kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then Stacy brought her banya calda, which is a traditional uh, northern Italian dish, which I also made in my quarantine kitchen. And John picked the winner. Yeah, <laughs> I did not pick the Jello. Let me tell you that. Okay, yeah, the Jello. That's a, that's an amazing combination. I have to give no. it. I have to give it credit at least for its creativity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I taste If you close your eyes, Greg, it tasted better. Yeah. But if you open your eyes, it looks like a brain. <laughs> I think I'm with John on this one. <laughs> Very nice. Greg, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your uh, input here every Monday. I appreciate it. Have a good week, you guys. Thank you. That's Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, bringing us up to date in and around the nation's capital. Take a quick break. Come back. We got more ahead. Okay, so we're talking about turkey leftovers. What's it look like in your house? Stick around for that. 
Join Thrive and Ten Friends for an exclusive Home for the Holidays virtual concert featuring Matthew West and special guest singer-songwriter Josh Wilson. Sing along to your favorite Christmas classics as Thrivent celebrates a year's worth of generosity. This free virtual concert happens 6 p.m. Sunday, December 6th. Treat yourself to the sounds of this joyous season. Pre-register online at Eventbrite. Search Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West. That's Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West at Eventbrite.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Do you think all vitamin C's are the same? They're not. Ester C is a superior form of vitamin C. It's the only vitamin C with 24-hour immune support. And it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin C. So don't just settle for any vitamin C. Buy Ester C and support your immune health today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store, Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Winter weather advisory in effect from 1 a.m. Tuesday till 7 a.m. Wednesday. Cloudy tonight, windy, becoming colder with occasional rain changing to snow. Untreated roads will be slippery before daybreak, the low 30. Tomorrow into early tomorrow evening will be windy with periods of snow accumulating 1 to 3 inches. The high tomorrow, 33. The rest of tomorrow night will be mostly cloudy, breezy, and cold with a low of 27. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Like a lot of people, we stayed home for Thanksgiving dinner. So it was just the four of us. And one of my kids refuses to eat turkey. He had pot stickers instead. So three of us. Pot stickers. Yeah, pot stickers on Thanksgiving, whatever, right? So three of us looked at an 11-pound turkey. And still, we've got so much leftovers. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a common problem. I, I have to be honest with you. Um, today, I've, I've uh, turned to the Mike Duffy recipe book. 
which isn't a cookbook that's sought out by a lot of people, but I'm seeking it out this time <laughs> because uh, tonight for dinner in the Emmons household, we're having a Duffy specialty called slop. Yes, indeed. It's amazing. It's the be- it's probably the best, probably the best leftover meal you can ever ta- have ever. Mm-hmm. You want me to explain it, Kath, or you want? I would like I would like for you to tell okay. me how to do it. I mean, I've done it already, so you can basically tell me, and I can decide <laughs> if I'm right or wrong. So so basically, you if you have anything left over, obviously you're going to have some uh, some mashed potatoes and turkey left over. But if you have any green beans or peas, uh, bread stuffing, anything, anything left over, and then bottle of water. Yeah, well, yeah, and then just put it in one big pot, heat it up. You can microwave it or heat it back up in a in a pan, and dig in. And mm-hmm. I would venture, I would even venture to go f- as far as even if you have some pumpkin pie, even throw what? that in there as well. Oh yeah, no, I'm not doing. I'm not going that far. <laughs> I'm not going that far. But I have prepared. I, I have I have chosen my favorite cast iron pot, and I have placed those things in it. It's heating up even now. You're gonna love it. You're gonna enjoy it. I promise. It's on the stove right now. It's on the stove right now. All right. Okay. Some Thanksgiving Do I put slop. my cranberry sauce in there or Absolutely. do I keep the cranberry sauce on the side? No, I think you throw it in. Throw it in. Okay. Slop yeah, for a, a reason. sweetener, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sounds pretty good, I don't actually. know if I'm going to do that, but thank you. I mean, okay. So, Mike, you, you made the, uh, the equivalency that it's kind of like one of those KFC bowls, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. It's you know, If you have never, if you never have a ma- uh, mashed potato bowl at KFC, it's... Essentially, just mashed potatoes, chicken, cheese, and gravy, and all mixed together. Okay, yeah. good. That's what it's I'm fabulous. Doing. How bad can it be? I mean, it's like all going to the same place anyway. So you might as well start up front. <laughs> Thank you, Don Hall. Yeah, Donald F. All right, should we take a break? Sounds good. All right, listen. Uh, Advent, the first Sunday of Advent, of course, was yesterday. Dr. Uh, Kurt Bjorklund is with us from Orchard Hill Church. We need Advent now more than ever in the midst of this pandemic. Stay with us. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. 
Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. season of Advent started yesterday, and of course, will continue throughout uh, Christmas and beyond. Uh, Kath, growing up, did you consider Advent um, something that was a major part of your worship Nothing. life? Nothing. It was really not mentioned very much in the church that I grew up in. I mean, I know that the vestments changed colors, but that was never really explained, you know, to the congregation. Right. Um, or there's also the chance I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Well, there could have been some of that, I hate right? to blame it on the church when I could have just been a really dumb <laughs> right. 16 year hey, Kath back there blowing off, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Kurt Bjorklund is with us. Kurt's the senior pastor at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Pennsylvania, host of Orchard Hill Today, which airs at 9.30 a.m. Monday through Friday here on Word FM. And Kurt, welcome to the show. Uh, Advent. I mean, I think for a lot of people, Presbyterians, they kind of look at Advent and go, what do you mean? What, what, what exactly is Advent? Yeah, without a doubt. It's uh, certainly something that is celebrated in some churches and not at all in others, uh, which makes it a bit of a mystery to many people in terms of what it means or why it's significant or how it's any different than just celebrating Christmas. And certainly there's the lighting of the candles and the symbolism of the uh, faith and joy and peace and hope, uh, all that are part of that symbolism. And when it's explained, it can be be a neat thing uh, for people. One of the things that uh, that has struck me about the idea, and certainly at Orchard Hill, it's not something that is part of all of our services. We do it in our chapel service uh, often, but not in the rest of the services. Um, I think our strip district campus does it as well. But, um, but one of the things that, that strikes me about Advent is especially this year is that it's it's such a good reminder of where our hope is. So often I think people in general and Christians specifically spend a lot of time hoping that if they can get their circumstances to change then life will be better and the Christian version of that is often to enlist Jesus to somehow be our helper and certainly Jesus ha- has that that distinction. Hebrews 4 talks about that. And so it's not a, a wrong idea, but but what Advent does is it says our hope, our joy is not changed circumstances, but it's ultimately 
Jesus himself. And and that is a, a really important thing to center our thoughts on uh, each December, if we can, can do that. Hmm. All right. So the difference then, lay it out for us, would you, Kurt, between Jesus as our self-help guru uh, versus Jesus as Savior? Well, again, it's a, it's a fine line because there's, there's certainly an element in which, in which coming to a relationship with God, we have the power of prayer, we have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and does change us and enable us to do things and live in ways that we wouldn't live otherwise. But I think when it becomes dangerous is when we start to say, if I can change my circumstances, then my life will be good. And Jesus becomes simply a means to that end. And what happens when, when we live there is then if our circumstances don't change, we actually end up with, with twice the grief one, because our Mm -hmm. circumstances haven't changed. And then secondly, because we're irritated or hurt that God didn't somehow come through for us in an important time in our lives. And so living with the realization that Jesus is our hope, not our circumstance changes, um, changing is, is part of, of, I think, having a more mature faith that says, mm-hmm. I can hope for and pray for and work for a change in my circumstances. But my real hope isn't that my circumstances change. It's that Jesus has come to this earth and that he went to the cross on my behalf and uh, died, uh, rose, ascended to heaven, now intercedes on my behalf and is preparing a place. And, and that that um, it roots my, my hope in something much deeper, much more profound than simply um, I hope that, that you know the vaccine comes out faster next year or something like that. And so, of course, here we are, Kurt, I mean, a very odd and strange, a very sad time for a lot of people, a pandemic uh, 2020. And so as you look at Advent, and to me, I think Advent, uh, I would look at it as sort of like the beginning or the, the curtain goes up in some way that there is the Christ child and all of our hopes are pinned upon the Christ child. In many ways, you know, I, I would think that Advent is sort of like the rusty nail in some way that I pin my hopes on until Resurrection Sunday. The story moves forward from that. So it, it's significant to me and that it's, you know, a fresh beginning, a new start, an explosion of hope in some way. Yeah. And, and again, I think a lot of people can, can um, experience that without necessarily the liturgical aspects of Advent by the Christmas celebration, but there is something to the church calendar and pinning those dates and celebrations uh, and the rhythm of them that helps us uh, really um, embrace the hope that is there uh, as we live Yeah, in a, in a darker time. Talk about how your family celebrates Advent. You know, we have several friends who are regular guests on our show who are Anglican. And, you know, they've been trying to convince us for a long time, Kurt, about how, you know, we shouldn't have our Christmas tree up until Christmas and that, you know, everything should be dark and we should be listening to somber songs. And then once Christmas hits, it's like, you know, big party for 12 days. And so, I mean, do you, what's your Advent like? I mean, do you not have a tree until Christmas? No, no. The tree comes out the day after Thanksgiving, right. so it's 
No, we we we've been um, a family that probably did not um, embrace the church calendar in that way. I think we've tried to embrace Christmas and serving during the season and embracing other aspects of it. But that certainly was not something I grew up with either, and so it hasn't had uh, that kind of um, reach for our family. But but. I want to just circle back to, to what I said earlier about the circumstances versus the hope of Jesus, because I think that that's something that that isn't contingent on on Advent or not no Advent celebration. It's about a mindset ultimately, and if Advent celebration helps us get the mindset right that Jesus is our yeah. hope, okay. then then that's fantastic. And if Advent doesn't help us, it's just you know for some people it feels road or something or they have other ways that they that they can get there, then that's important. And I remember reading years ago, I think it was Tim Collins' book, um, Good to Great, where he talked about the Stockdale Paradox. And mm-hmm. Admiral Stockdale was uh, in one of the, the prisons during the Vietnam War. And he said the people who did the best were the people who, who didn't hope in a change in circumstances. And what he was mm-hmm. talking about was he said it was the people who – said, we're going to be out by Christmas, we're going to be out by Easter, we're going to be out by the 4th of July, who built their hope and then were devastated. And the people who took a longer view of saying, we may or may not be out by Easter or 4th of July, but either way, we're going to endure. And they were the ones who did the best. Now, it's a very secular example, but but, but the idea, I think, in terms of faith is to say, again, if, if Advent helps me root my my hope in Jesus versus Jesus helping me change my circumstances. What mm-hmm. that does is it is it gives me something much more solid to yeah. to root my joy and my 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 hope in. And and that's one of the reasons I I do like Advent is I love to focus on the peace and the joy and the love and the hope because so often with Christmas we think of it as one of these things and there's something good about just saying this is part of the ministry of Jesus and and saying, how does Jesus produce more joy in my life? Am I more joyful because I have a relationship with Jesus than I would be otherwise? Do I have more peace? And and when we don't um, grapple with those things, then again, what we start to do is we we live very similar lives to people who don't name Jesus just with the sense of saying, but we have Jesus. That's good. I take hope in rooting in the long view of Jesus in my life. And that uh, that's what Advent is. So, uh, Kurt, as um, you get ready for this Christmas season and you look at Advent, how are things at Orchard Hill gathering uh, both in person and, of course, electronically? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, certainly people are um, all over the place right now in terms of what they're comfortable with. And so we, I think as many churches have tried to embrace um, where people are and say, if you want to gather virtually, then that's something we've worked hard to provide at a high quality level if we can. And and then we're having gatherings as well. And so, yeah, we're, we're anticipating a very different Christmas Eve. Uh, past years we've had you know, 16, 17,000 people come through for Christmas Eve services. And this year we're, we're guessing that it'll be, you know, just a fraction of that. All our services will be socially distanced and, 
with uh, with masks uh, as as part of the equation. And so uh, it'll just be a very different time. But you know, it's the kind of year where you say God knows, and I'm sure people who um, want to be there will, and those who don't will provide a virtual option and hope that uh, that they can have have a quality experience as well. Excellent. That's Dr. Kurt. No, it's not doctor. It's Reverend Kurt Bjorklund, senior pastor at Orchard Hill Church. Boy, I gave you some sort of promotion there academically. I don't know what happened, Kurt. Uh, always so happy to have you with us. And we're just so grateful for the rich contribution that Orchard Hill makes to the Pittsburgh community. Thank you. Have a wonderful Christmas and great Advent. And for you as well. Orchard Hill today, as we said, 930 Monday through Friday here on Word FM. Kurt Bjorklund. Take a quick break. Come back. Can chocolate... Hot chocolate really help your brain work better, faster? Hot chocolate, really? That's next. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever, visit trinityjewelers.com. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings. And you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction, the hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. So I was at the beach recently with family when this guy with a metal detector nearby hits treasure. His detector is beeping. He drops it and starts digging. And my four-year-old nephew loses his mind and has to go see the jewels that are about to be uncovered. So I walk over there with him, admittedly a little excited myself, just in time to see that the incredible discovery is an old, rusty zipper. Hey, it's Ryan. And while I'm unfortunately not a treasure hunter, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team has gotten really good at helping Word FM listeners uncover and cash out their own actual treasure. Home values have gone up significantly the last few years, leaving many families with the ability to cash out the equity buried in their home to use for life, like some home updates or paying off credit card debt or getting yourself a really nice metal detector to search for rusty zippers. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. 
You see those infomercials on cable television. You know, I, I took this Prevagen or this whatever, and my memory, holy smokes. I mean, I can remember where everything is. I've got my car keys and the, my social security number and the, the first time that I walked down the street with my dad holding his hand when I was three. And I mean, it's like a miracle thing. But is that stuff really real? I don't know. The memory supplement kind of thing? I mean, I don't know if it's real. I'm skeptical, to be honest. I'm skeptical, too. But now you're bringing something, you know, which even makes me more skeptical, which is the idea of somehow, weirdly, hot chocolate has Mm -hmm. some sort of supplement that gives you better memory. Well, sign me up if that's the case. Yeah, no, no. I have really good news for everybody who likes chocolate. Listen to this. Hot chocolate makes you a smarter and faster thinker, according to new research. Hmm. Isn't this exciting? I'm reading from Fox News here, um, which is reprinted from the uh, New York Post. Um, Researchers at the University of Birmingham found that drinking cocoa improved participants' ability to quickly solve a series of complex (laughs) mental tasks, which are not enumerated. Um, The team chalked up the heightened sharpness, including that subjects finished tests up to 11% faster to the brain-boosting compound flavanol, which is found naturally in chocolate. Now, this was a study published Tuesday in the journal Scientific Reports. Quote, this is what they said, John. We used cocoa in our experiment, but flavanols are extremely common in a wide range of fruits and vegetables. Now, who wants to know that? The whole story. The reason we're reading it is because it's about chocolate. It also further suggests that flavanols might be particularly beneficial during cognitively demanding tasks. Mm. So if you're working out, you know, difficult math problem, if you're in school or if you're trying to work out something difficult idea wise, maybe for a paper you're writing or a degree you're getting, eat more chocolate. Now, here's the thing. Um, These are healthy people ages 18 to 40. Okay, who reacted to brain teasing tests before and after sipping hot chocolate. The team found that after drinking the hot chocolate, participants' blood oxygenation levels increased up to threefold (laughs) and that their test times and accuracy rates improved. I mean, there's no bad news here. Look. I mean, I'm sure that there's some good news there, but who is funding things like this? I don't know. I mean, here's the deal, right? We're, we're going to go before somebody and go, you know what? We're going to like sit around and sip hot chocolate all day and see if people are smarter. Can you cut, cut a check for that? I and somebody that. wrote a check for that. I love that. Okay. Now here's the part that I skipped. <laughs> are you ready for There's one essential element of this oh, yeah. story that I decided to wait to give you until the end. Okay. Thank you. The study was vast. It included... <laughs> 18 men. Oh, my. <laughs> you can just, you can get anything from 18 guys. Yeah, 18. What? So what, 18 guys sat around, they sipped out chocolate, and then they did some problems and go, I think this really made me feel better and made so me smarter. I, yeah. So first off, that cannot be scientific at all, right? No. It can't be. But the other thing is, if you're doing something, you know, doing a brain teaser thing, and someone gives you something enjoyable, whether yep. it's hot chocolate or it's mashed potatoes or about a whipped cream in the mouth. Exactly. Maybe you're just performing better because you're happier. Exactly. That's what I think. And so why was it just 18 guys? Wasn't it, why wasn't know. it like 15, you know, 15 know. people or four I, I women like and seven men or whatever? It's gotten a lot of press Doesn't today make, for a study really? that was only involving 18 men. And <laughs> sadly, there was nothing mentioned about the marshmallows. All right. You know, it's a slow news day whenever 18 guys are deciding the value of hot chocolate and brain power. <laughs> I'm still willing to buy in. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll be happy to do that. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm really How about a uh, favorite chocolate candy bar? Do you have one? 
Mounds like you, bar. Thank you. A Mounds asking. bar. Mm-hmm. Is that with the coconut? Yeah. Oh, it's a dark chocolate with the coconut, of course. Yes, yes of, course of course it is. Is, is it with the co- yes, yeah. it's with the coconut. That's the only reason why I'm eating it. I don't know why it is, but do you get like a little hankering, do you guys, uh, for chocolate at nighttime? Absolutely. Yeah, Listen, me too. Remember when I used to not eat sugar? I felt bad for you. Yeah. Well, it's that's a thing that's kicked past. in. I've lost my mind. I think I ate two entire pumpkin pies in the last five days. Nice. Good job. But you know what? That's a nutritious dessert. Oh, Listen, sure it is. There's it's a-, a lot of nutrients in that. No, that's fine. It. Was there whipped cream involved there? I know there was Cool Whip because I hate whipped cream. Chill. See, that's where you go. Look, it's like that commercial. I mean, do you want cream or do you want oil? That's it. That stuff's bad for you. Well, you I know it probably is. Get a bad heart. Like cream. Through that whipped cream, always fresh, all the time. That's Mm, gross. That's fabulous stuff. And you know, you want to feel extra smart? Have some milk duds. (laughs) I don't know. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Even after his administration last week agreed to begin the formal transition of power to Joe Biden, President Trump maintains he is contesting widespread voter fraud. Mr. Trump continues to cite thousands of contested votes in battleground states, which fell into the Biden column as vote counting continued in the days following Election Day. Moderna says it will ask U.S. and European regulators to allow emergency use of its COVID-19 vaccine, as a new study results confirm that the shots offer strong protection, wrapping up the race to begin limited vaccinations. Moderna, just behind Pfizer, and its German partner, BioNTech, in seeking to begin vaccinations in the U.S. in December. On Wall Street, the Dow lost 271 points today. The Nasdaq was off 7, and the S&P dropped 16. This is SRN News. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. And that's the whole point, right? Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, we know MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but MyPillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have the 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2021. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Call 1-800-391-0954. Promo code is WORD. That's 1-800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. Get the best night's sleep of your life. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. To find your balance. 
keep riding. And if you stop, put your feet down so you don't fall. Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Friday, December 4th, Memorial Park Church presents a special benefit concert with Michael Card. And special guest, Jeremy Casella. To support the work of Edunations in war-torn Sierra Leone. To ensure everyone's safety, in-person attendance will be very limited. With tickets on sale now at edunations.org. Or watch the concert online free of charge. Michael Card, 7 p.m. December 4th. Sponsored by Tom Henry Chevrolet. I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. They were just as eager or more eager than we were. I think that goes back to considering them part of our family. I think they feel a part of our family and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Winter weather advisory in effect from 1 a.m. Tuesday till 7 a.m. Wednesday. Cloudy tonight, windy, becoming colder with occasional rain changing to snow. Untreated roads will be slippery before daybreak, the low 30. Tomorrow into early tomorrow evening will be windy with periods of snow accumulating 1 to 3 inches. The high tomorrow, 33. The rest of tomorrow night will be mostly cloudy, breezy, and cold with a low of 27. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon, 5 o'clock hour, The Ride Home. A little snow in the forecast, some chilliness, and maybe some hot chocolate on the menu as well. Okay, uh, no secret that uh, if you've been to a doctor or an emergency room or anywhere near a hospital, I mean, medical debt is just out of control. And... Uh, left unchecked, medical debt can crush a person, whether through collections or uh, just, you know, the overhanging anxiety and fear of paying off that big debt. So I saw a piece today um, in the um, New York Times, uh, when churches rescue Americans from crushing medical debt, they step in where governments can't or won't. And Kath, I mean, this essentially is a story about, the story starts off with, a woman gets an email. She's had $900 in medical debt. Now, that's not okay. a whole heck of a lot of money. I was going to say, that's actually pretty small. Heck yeah, it is. I mean, she made it, you know, stop by MedExpress or something like that. Anyway, she got an email and they said, we just want you to know that your debt has been eliminated. You no longer have to pay this medical debt. And it was uh, from a, a boss. It was from Aletha Church, which is a multi-ethnic 1,400-member Boston area Christian community. Now, this woman in this article says, I don't go to church. I don't hang out with Christians. I don't know this church. I don't know this pastor. But if they're doing this for me, I'm more than happy to take that $900 and pay off that debt. Here's the deal. It was started, the company it works through this church in a company called RIP Medical Debt which is a charitable organization found by two former debt collection executives. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it uses donations to buy portfolios of old medical debt at a fraction of their value and then forgives it. Wow. Now, apparently, according to this article in uh, today's New York Times, this is a growing trend that, you know, I mean, you can buy debt, like they said, you know, for pennies on the dollar. And if you're so inclined with that heart, you just give it away. You just give it in one fell swoop. Isn't that cool? That's incredible. Yeah. So I wonder if that woman whose debt you mentioned would be interested to investigate that church. Well, funny you should bring that up because that's a way that these two debt collecting executives, both of who are believers, look at it, that they've used their lives and their business acumen and their business good fortune to evangelize for Jesus by, because they're saying essentially, I mean, Jesus paid all my debts, right? So why wouldn't I, if I love Jesus, follow that model and pay off somebody else's debts? And here's a way, because I understand how the system works. I can make it work for somebody who's struggling to pay off that debt. Wow. Well, I, how can you not love that idea? I mean, that's the essence of the gospel, right? Is having your debts forgiven Yep. and knowing, I think that, I don't know, I guess I should just speak for myself. It, it's hard to get, as someone who's been a Christian for a long time, it's hard to really have a heart connection with how deep our sins are because we know the story so well. Um, and we know that our debts are forgiven. And so it's, I, I always look for ways to kind of, I don't know, get me back to the place where I can really appreciate it again. The ABCs of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and really, you know, really say th- thank you and mean it, um, you know, emotionally as well as cognitively. And a physical representation like that, I mean, that's just an, uh, it's, it's a beautiful picture of it's the yours. gospel. Really, yeah, really wonderful. So maybe in your off hours tonight, it's really well worth looking at RIP, which is interesting, R, rest in peace, medical debt. I mean, they're out there on the web. It's a gigantic entity. And as you might imagine, there are others just like them doing the exact same kind of work. So, I mean, holy heck, anybody knows medical debt can get out of control super quickly before you find yourself, you're in collections. And then all of a sudden your credit ratings taking a hit. You just, you know, kind of get swallowed up by the whole thing. So very good news indeed. Wow. Terrific. All right. Coming up next, um, why Christians are so hopeful about human nature. Are you hopeful about human nature? Well, we'll find out how Jason Sharon feels about it next. Father Jason is the pastor at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. And he'll be with us next, the Monday edition, Ride Home. W-O-R-D. God blesses everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever 
like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. I mean, if you're a believer, don't you be embracing hope? We need hope more than anything. And, of course, we've been given the hope of Christ in our lives. Here to talk to us about that is Jason Sharon. Jason Sharon is the pastor at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason, welcome back. Happy post-Thanksgiving to you. How are you? Glory to God. Good to be back. Nice to hear your voice, John. Is Kathy there with well. you today? I sure am. Well, I'm not there with him. I'm in my spare room and John's in his spare room, but we're we're joined <laughs> together by this electronic digital pathway that Zoom has enjoyed for us. Yes, very good, Jace. Well, it's good to hear your voice. Great to hear you too, Jace. Okay, so are you personally hopeful about human nature? Well, I am after uh, after the resurrection. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you ask me this, you know, before Christ was born, I, I don't know if I could answer the same way, but but uh, in light of the resurrection, I certainly am. So what about that, Jason? I mean, we live, obviously, in a very dark world. And, you know, even if you're right, even if you're a believer, you, you fall into that darkness. That's just human nature. We just we can't avoid it. We're sucked into it. But what about yes. people who don't know Jesus? I mean, well, that's a big, steep cliff you could fall off to and go, I have absolutely no hope. I'd put my hope in what? My job, my wife, my Netflix account, you know, my car, and I come up hopeless in all those things. Yes. You know, in, in that sense, uh, those who live in the world who, who don't know Christ and don't know, uh, you know, the life that comes with being baptized into him, then, 
yeah, there isn't a whole lot to be hopeful for. There's just the uh, maybe in the best case scenario, you can manage it. You know, uh, I, I know that I have these particular passions uh, for sex, food, drink, power, gossip, whatever it is. And then I just have to, you know, submit to some kind of way of managing it. And I can, you know, indulge it at certain times and in certain places I cannot. Um, and in that case, it's just, uh, you know, defeatism, you know. Um, whereas with Christ, you know, we read in, in Romans chapter 6, I think the third chapter of 6, where St. Paul tells us, you know, don't you know you have been, who have been baptized into Christ, you've been baptized into his death, and and we're going to rise with him again. Um, and so what that means is that everything that's broken in us dies. You know, it's defeated, it's crushed, and there's a new creature. And that is the great hope for our world, is people who don't uh, submit to being uh, to managing uh, their, their passions, but they have the confidence that they can actually conquer them and overcome them and be champions. And uh, because of Christ, uh, we don't have to submit to this managed decline in human nature. Uh, we, we can control it. Now we know that the, the dog wags the tail. It's not the other way around. Yeah, isn't it interesting, Jace? We were just talking a couple segments ago about self-help books. And, you know, if you go to Amazon or any bookstore, uh, any internet bookseller, you find that self-help books, there are like a jillion that you can buy and probably 200 new ones that are just coming out for the holiday season. But really, I feel like at the the base level, self-help books are just trying to help the secular mind harness human nature. They are, and a lot of it is is simply um, a form of um, Gnosticism, uh, that there's a higher secret knowledge that I just have to tap into it, and if I get that secret knowledge, there's going to be a better me around. Um, You know, that's that's not what we believe. We believe that uh, it's not a a higher knowledge, but it's, it's a higher logos. It's a higher word, and that is God himself. We just have to tap into him like a uh, an out, you know, a, a wire that gets plugged into the outlet, we have to connect to Christ and ask for his help, and, and he will give it. But it, it's not just a mental game. You know, I have to think differently. I have to be different. I have to be—my being has to be in communion with God. And then when I have that connection, that electricity just begins to flow, and things just happen once I'm in right relationship with God. Uh, but we Christians, I mean, it is counterintuitive because— um, everyone wants to be helped. Everyone wants to have a better version of themselves. And yeah. we Christians in the world, we're, we're seen to be the naysayers. You know, you can't do that. You can't do this. Uh, one analogy I, I like to use is that of a, you know, a, a friend who comes and he's a heart specialist. And he says to his, his lifetime friend, he says, you know, you're showing signs of, of heart failure. You got to start exercising. You can't be eating four pieces of kielbasa at lunch and, you know, two dozen pierogies. Uh, you've, you've got to really eat some more vegetables, work out a bit, uh, have a regular sleep schedule. And, you know, the guy hears that and he thinks, why are, you, why are you coming down on me? Why are you ruining my life? Why are you getting down like that? And you're, you're saying, no, I, I, I'm concerned for you. And in the long run, that, that, that friend who's saying all of this, he's the one that, that really loves him. And the, the friends who are, who are telling him, oh, keep eating all the kielbasa and all the pierogies and, you know, don't, 
No, I, I'm putting my church out of business, people, by saying this because we saw slogans <laughs> in, in large measure. But you know, uh, uh, you know, they're saying you just keep eating all this, smoke your cigars, and and uh, all this stuff. Don't worry about what this guy's telling you. You know, they're saying take it easy, and in the short term, they seem like his friends, but in the long term, they're detrimental to his health and his heart. And and that's what we Christians are here. We're here. We're saying don't do these things. Get in right relationship with God, because you don't have to die on the short term. You can thrive, and and that's why we Christians are offering an optimistic uh, note to humanity. We're on a bad path right now, but there's help. We can be redeemed. We can be set straight, and if we're willing to do it, then our world can, can, can blossom. That's good. Jason Chiron's with us, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. So, Jason, when I hear you talk about this, and, and I, this is really interesting to me, because, you know, the idea of being in right relationship with Christ, I mean, that's, that's center point. But I think, you know, as Kath was talking about, the idea of self-help books, they're probably so popular because, you know, there's a, a 10-step easy plan that will take you from point A to point B, and your life will change. But I think probably the mystery of Christ and the work that you have to do to unveil that mystery or to put Christ into your heart, for so many people, that spiritual, that mysterious mix is something that they just they can't grasp, or it's just a bit out of reach, or it's, it's ethereal. It's something that's beyond them. So how, I guess, I'm sure there's a million things that are written about this as well, you know, self-help, those three easy steps, and right relationship with Christ, there is a, there is a very simple path to that, and in, in, you'd strip away the mystery. Yeah, it, 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 it's, in one sense it's simple, but in another sense it's very narrow, um, and it, it's not broad and easy. Um, when I say it's simple, it, it just has to do with controlling your, you know, your thoughts and your words and uh, giving those over to Christ, taking all your thoughts and your words hostage and giving them to Christ. Uh, and, and that's the battle. The battle, it, it's not external, societal, political, economic. It's all in, with our thoughts and our words. If we're going to you know, dispose our thoughts and dispose our words uh, in a godly, crystal-centric manner, then, you know, we win. Um, and uh, if we can do that, you know, it, it's won. Uh, but our, um, you know, our culture thinks uh, it kind of complicates that, and um, it, it, it wants us to, to think that we have to buy this program or, or, or buy this book um, and, and, and do, you know, the 12 steps and all of that. Um, and and uh, those things aren't necessarily wrong. But it, it, in one sense, it's just be, uh, demonstrating a lot of um, self-control and uh, mm-hmm. self-possession. You know, I'm going to take control of this thought, and I'm not going to let the thought take control of me. And I'm going to give this thought to Christ. If you can do that with your thoughts, then your actions just flow out of it. Hmm. So when John was talking about whether it's practical or mystical, um, I think it's kind of both things, um, at least from my perspective. Can you talk about that, Jace? How, do, how, does, how does the mystical fit in? Yeah, well, for, uh, for we Christians, the, uh, the, the mystical and the, the practical are, are you know, one and the same. The, the same Lord who talked to us about the union 
uh, with the Father, the uncreated uh, being, uh, he who made the whole universe, is the same one who said, uh, give clothing to those who are naked, visit those who are hungry. Um, and I, I think in, in doing the, um, the practical, our eyes will be open to see the mystical that's in our presence that, you know, because of our sinfulness, we, we're blinded to, to it. So that's, that's, uh, that's what Christmas is, is that if we can see in the need of a, someone knocking at the door uh, for an, looking for a place to sleep on a Christmas evening, if we can see good in that person, then the chances are we're going we're gonna to see uh, God hidden in that little family. That's good. Okay, so, Jace, you said, you know, we don't have to buy the book, but, you know, certainly we, we need to buy the book, don't we? I mean, we don't need that self-help stuff, but the Bible's everything. And I think that's the disconnect for a lot of people. People will raise their hand and say, yeah, I follow Jesus. I'm a lover of Christ. But, you know, the work of regular and consistent Bible reading, I think that's the key for all of us to unlock the mystery and the majesty of Jesus in our lives. Yes. You know, it's funny. If you don't, if you don't have the book, then you need all the books. You know, um, if people don't internalize the one book that matters, then they need to get all the other books, all the other books on how do I relate to my, my girlfriend? How do I relate to uh, my, my, my niece, my nephew? How do I do this business contract? You know, because right. so, so you're right. There's uh, um, the, the, the Bible says it all. And this is why I take such uh, such an inspiration from, you know, my, my, my Protestant brothers and sisters, because, you know, we Catholics have really neglected that living, loving knowledge of God's Word. And, uh, uh, you know, our, our Protestant brothers and sisters, they love it. I mean, it is part of their DNA, is to, to, to know intimately the, the Word of God, memorized, to know it, to breathe it, to bring it into conversation, and it makes for a better world. Mm, it sure does. Father Jason Sharon is Thanks, with us, Jace. Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church. Jace, talk to us about um, how Thanksgiving was. You've got a newish baby boy. Um, did he receive any Thanksgiving love from all of his big sisters? Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't have, he, he has just um, seven mothers now. So he's got ah. my six my six daughters and uh, my, my wife, of course, and they all take turns mothering him and smothering oh, him with, uh, with kisses. Um, but, uh, I think we probably broke all kinds of number in our family. You know, we had, uh, seven, uh, uh, my dad's here. He's been here for a few months and, uh, my wife and I, so, uh, it was almost a 10 person gathering. So uh, if, uh, if I get in trouble, that's, uh, you'll know why. <laughs> Very good. Well, Jace, always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. I mean, appreciate your time here with us and, uh, your teaching and preaching. Thank you. Glory to God. Indeed. Jason Chiron, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Always an interesting conversation with Jason. Take a quick break. Come back. When we do come back, does this make sense? I mean, the the world is weird, and a lot of things make sense. Many don't. Join Trident and Friends for an exclusive Home for the Holidays virtual concert featuring Matthew West and special guest singer-songwriter Josh Wilson. Sing along to your favorite Christmas classics as Thrivent celebrates a year's worth of generosity. This free virtual concert happens 6 p.m. Sunday, December 6th. Treat yourself to the sounds of this joyous season. 
Pre-register online at Eventbrite. Search Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West. That's Thrivent Home for the Holidays Matthew West at Eventbrite.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Well, in-person learning at most colleges across the country and at Grove City College here locally have just about ended, if not already. To survive this semester, it required a large measure of planning, good decision-making, and flexibility on the part of the staff and the students. So first and foremost, because of low numbers, kudos to Grove City College for meeting in person from the beginning of the semester until now. That really says a lot about the excellence of Grove City College. Look, um, both Kath and I have kids there. We personally invested in this process. And Kath, although it wasn't perfect, it was a really good semester, wasn't it? Yeah, I I can't tell you how many times my husband and I talked to our kids and said, you know, thank God that you are in a place where you can actually be in class in person. Now, look, there were all sorts of isolations and quarantines and, you know, like every other college, the last month has been absolute craziness. I've just been grateful for the fact that, as you said, John, people there at Grove City have a strong enough um Uh, knowledge and appreciation of authority and they're willing to be able to change things up if they have to at the last minute to just keep things going till the end of the semester. And I don't know, I've just been grateful for them the whole way through. Now, of course, we don't know what next semester or fall of 21 is going to look like, but if you're looking for a quality education, Grove City College, gcc.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Winter weather advisory in effect from 1 a.m. Tuesday till 7 a.m. Wednesday. Cloudy tonight, windy, becoming colder with occasional rain changing to snow. Untreated roads will be slippery before daybreak, the low 30. Tomorrow into early tomorrow evening will be windy with periods of snow accumulating 1 to 3 inches. The high tomorrow, 33. The rest of tomorrow night will be mostly cloudy, breezy, and cold with a low of 27. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Makes sense, John. Does this make sense? Flavored it's... seltzer water. It's all the rage. I was just at Sam's Club this afternoon. I mean, there are all sorts of varieties, flavors, brands, you name it. Mm-hmm. Does it? Unequivocally, enthusiastically, yes. What? Yes. Because For those of us who have been ensnared in the decades-long addiction to the sugary sweets, Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, or whatnot, the seltzer water is a low-calorie way. I'm not saying it's, you know, 
the panacea for all that because there's still plenty of calories in there. But it's something that's fizzy and flavored. It hits the spot. Oh, yeah. Flavored seltzer water, that makes perfect sense. Mm. Here's the thing, John. First of all, let me disabuse you of one notion. There are zero calories in flavored seltzer water. Really? So don't you worry about that. Zero calories. But here's my thing. I am a fan of the seltzer water. I just, you could just like put an orange in it or put a lemon in it or a lime in it. Put a yeah. bunch of blueberries in there. Why Why the flavored? Because then I got to buy two things. If I just got it in a can, I pop the can, I'm good to go. That's all. Okay, so it's just ease of operation? It's convenience. Okay, listen. I say convenience doesn't make sense all the time. Like, buy yourself <laughs> some seltzer. Buy Don't yourself whatever brand you want. Do your Perrier or do your San Pellegrino or generic or whatever you want to do. Just throw your fruit in there, people. All right. You say. Do it yourself. It's a flavored thing. I say it makes sense. You say it doesn't make sense. We were having our Thanksgiving turkey. And the subject turned to, why turkey? I mean, does this make sense? Why don't we eat an alligator or crocodile? Why don't we eat a goat? How about a bison? Maybe a wild boar or an ostrich? How about elk? Maybe a rabbit? Venison? Quail? Python? Why all that? I mean, does exotic meat make sense to you? Is turkey an exotic meat? No, no. You want to eat like a crocodile? You want to have some bison? You want to go into a restaurant? Give me a bison burger. You know they're delicious. Yes, I've had a bison burger. I think it's delicious. Of course it this, is. Wait, so the question is, does exotic meat make sense? Yes. I mean... Give me some ostrich and some fries. Okay, all I'm saying is that as long... And I'm going to sound like a total lefty, and I don't care, because this is who I am. Right. As long as it's farmed responsibly, and the animals are live a good life and are killed you know, in a way that's compassionate. I say. How about those guys just driving around the Everglades and they got their guns and they're shooting the alligators. They pull them on board. There it is. That makes sense to me. Exotic meat. One Oh one point five W O R D. Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical, biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is and a love as unique as yours. 
The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. And that's the whole point, right? Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, we know my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but my pillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have the 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2021. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Call one 800 391 Promo code is WORD. That's 1-800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. Get the best night's sleep of your life. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is back with us. Dr. Zimmerman is a COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. He clinically tests and treats coronavirus patients. He has decades-plus experience as an infectious disease epidemiologist. Dr. Rick Zimmerman here today to give us an update on uh, COVID in Western Pennsylvania. Dr. Zimmerman, thanks for coming along again. Well, good to be with you, and uh, a belated uh, blessed Thanksgiving to you and your families. Yeah, you as well, Rick. Um, talk to us about how you feel and what you know about Thanksgiving. I know that the recommendation was that we stay home, and my family stayed home. I know John's family stayed home. Mike's family stayed home. Um, what are we understanding about the migratory patterns, so to speak, of Americans? Well, a lot of Americans didn't stay home. Uh, there were large numbers of air travel and a lot of uh, auto travel, as I'm sure you've heard. And so people did gather. And a lot is going to be um, – so that does increase the risk whenever you're together. And so the question is, what did people do when they were together? If they sat around a kitchen table with masks off and people from three different states – with 40% of people being symptoms that have COVID, that's a real chance to spread it to friends and family that gathered around that table. If, uh, on the other hand, people were uh, fairly isolated, uh, wearing masks, um, cleaning um, facetiously the doorknobs and things like that, they really reduce their risk, though any travel poses some risk. So a lot's going to depend on what did people do. I'm afraid a lot of people probably sat around the table, masks off, eating uh, with family and friends. Right. So, Rick, here we are, November of 2020. We're about eight months or so into this. And clearly the lines are drawn in America between those who believe that this is just a bunch of craziness, that the restrictions should be lifted, that we are infringing on people's rights, and those who think this is a serious health matter and we should continue to stay locked down until the vaccine takes place and then we develop herd herd immunity. So what about that? I think if we were to think about what would, and not to be cute about this, but what would Jesus do? There's a lot of 
sayings and the, the writings of Scripture about loving one another. And there are those um, among us who are healthy and young, and um, most likely COVID would be just a nuisance illness. There are many others who have chronic medical conditions or are the seniors in the church um, that really face serious consequences, um, potentially if they're infected. And so while you know, 80% of people may have a mild to moderate illness, 20% do not. And uh, there's a lot of Americans that um, would have those high-risk conditions. So I think we also see the idea in the Old Testament that you would build a railing around your roof the days that people lived on roofs. And I think there's a biblical basis for caring about others and not demanding our own way. So I, I think that's the, the general theme. I think that we also can have, and in my own profession, I'm going to criticize a little bit as an academic, and we can get somewhat um, full of ourselves and proud of our accomplishments and our knowledge base, and then start extending our small area of knowledge to the entire realm of society. And I think that's a danger. I've said before, I think on the air with you, and I'll say again, I think the voice and the vote of the infectious disease epidemiologist needs to be at the church table, the school table, you know, and society, but it's not the only voice. At school, we need the voice of the parent and the teacher. We need mm-hmm. the church, the voice of the pastors and the elders. It is just not a situation where somebody should be telling in a dictatorial way, this is the right way to do things for everybody else. You know, Rick, I I really appreciate that about you and have uh, since the beginning when we started speaking to you about COVID because your your attitude is um, one of humility and understanding that this is a really, this is a far-reaching catastrophe that has come upon not just our country, but the world. And, you know, different people who think about it in different ways, whether they're economists or some guy who owns a pizza shop or somebody who has 11 children or someone who's just lost a job. I mean, you're right. I think that the conversation around the table um, has largely stopped uh, only because I think people are tired of having the same arguments. I think you're right. And I think there's um, a need for somewhat less draconian things. You know, the the idea, now that we know how this virus is transmitted, the idea of a total shutdown, um, to me, doesn't make a ton of sense. But neither does this idea of you can go to the bar, throw off your mask, um, and drink for five hours unmasked and around other people and expect that, you know, you're not going to contribute to the spread of disease. I think there is a I don't know if I like the word middle, but I'll use it for the sake of not finding a better word. There's this ground where we can um, aggressively mask and wash our hands, but not be a total shutdown. And that's tough balance to find. It is a tough balance because, you know, left to our own devices, we're going to err towards socializing or just being out in public more often than not. And so then the virus has a chance to spike up again. So, I mean, how do you legislate that? I mean, you're calling on common sense and goodwill towards other men and women, but uh, we're just selfish individuals. 
You are, and I think this uh, outbreak has shown us if you don't believe in the fall, the selfishness of of people, (laughs) this uh, this is a great example. Um, And so I think that because of the frailties of people that, um, and here I will perhaps step on some toes, but I think bars, um, dancing, I think those are really high-risk situations where you have people in close proximity. I'm not going to say all bars and all dancing, but typically those situations are, and I think we have to do things differently. But I don't mean we end all takeout um, or, you know, there are certain things we can do. And again, mask quality, the tight fit around the nose, uh, multiple layers, good fit really makes a difference at protecting not only yourself, but the other person. Very good. Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us, COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. Um, So I guess, Rick, it looks like maybe this would be labeled as the third wave of uh, COVID-19 that we're seeing. Do we know anything, Rick, about um, if the virus has mutated, if, if it's acting differently now than it was in the spring? There's scientific disagreement on that topic. Um, I think that the best evidence that I'm aware of is that the virus that was in Wuhan, China, that it did mutate and that the virus common in America and Europe is um, a derivative that is perhaps more infectious, not necessarily more lethal, but trans is more transmissible. Um, and that is the question is really was we based the vaccines on the early China thing. We were hoping that it were close enough for what was actually circulating. And the good news is that does appear to be the case. And in fact, um, today, Moderna filed for FDA approval under emergency youth authorization for their COVID vaccine. So this will be the second one before the FDA. So I'm hoping that it, in mid-December, healthcare workers will start to see this. Good. Rick, uh, I just want to say the word immunity because they had a brain fart there. Yeah. And so I want, I want to make good on that. Yeah. Now, so talk to us, Rick, about the nuts and bolts of this, because now you're looking at Thanksgiving and, you know, the rise is expected again. Uh, we're headed into a long, dark winter here. But the good news is everyone knows the vaccine is coming. The problem is, though, a lot of people will take it. A lot of people choose not to take it. So what does it look like? I mean, is there any way you can give an idea of the arc of this? Is it spring, early summer, late summer, fall? I mean, the idea of ever getting back to, you know, in air quotes, normal again, that remains to be seen. But what does the path look like from your perspective forward? So my perspective would be summer. Uh, And because we don't have enough doses that will be available, the herd and the amount of protection, the immunity in New York, and they had that horrible and they're you know, very closely packed city, had that horrible wave in the spring. They were about 20% infected. We think herd immunity is up at about 60. We don't know for sure, but we think about 60. So they would have triple what they went through to get there. That's not good news. In October, in Pittsburgh, we were at probably only 5% population protection. Long way to get to 60. Obviously, November has changed that, and I don't know quite where we're at uh, in the last month. Are we at 10%? Are we at 15? And I suspect 10. But um, until I have more data, I won't know. But we really need to get 50, 60 before we're going to see this thing quiet. 
and that's going to take vaccination or a lot more infection. I'm afraid we're going to have both uh, if we're not careful. Hmm. Okay, what about people who've had COVID-19? Um, talk about what we know about, about antibodies, and do we know anything more about how specific? Is it three months that you're immune, six months, what? That's a great question. We don't know. Um, we do know that antibodies do decrease, and they're not uh, decreased pretty quickly in people who had mild infection and fairly slowly in those who had severe infection and ended up in the hospital. So it really depends the degree. Mm-hmm. If you take coronaviruses, which can cause the common cold, um, there's many of them, you do see a pattern where they come back and the same person can be infected about 30 months from their initial infection, 24 30 months. So immunity to a normal coronavirus, two years, two and a half years. So I would have a hard time thinking that we're going to get forever immunity if you're infected. Um, We may have, though, the second infection to be milder because of some retained immunity, but I don't think we'll have perfect immunity. Um, Suspect milder, but there in about two years, maybe three. Wow. Okay. So I was thinking it was much shorter than that. I think the antibodies will be gone, but I actually think the protection, um, because there's more than antibodies, there's T cells and and such that get pretty technical, but there is more than just antibodies. Wait, so then Dr. Zimmerman, are you saying that there are more vaccines that will be necessary for the individual years down the road? My guess, well, this is a speculation. We have no knowledge because we've never been down this pathway before. But my suspicion is that immunity from both vaccine and disease will wane with time. Um, Whether that's two years, three years, four years, we will find out. And that the virus will mutate. And just as with flu, we have to put new vaccines out because the virus mutates. Um, So I think we will have to have a, a booster down the road. Don't know it. We've never been. This is a new virus for us. My guess is we will need a booster, both for our own lapsing or waning immunity, as well as to cover the um, mutants that occur from this virus. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is with us. We're talking about, of course, COVID nineteen. Rick works for the Center for Disease with for the Center for Disease Control. Rick, uh, what about? I read recently about the World Health Organization uh, is trying to find their way into China and to go to the source of what they believe the uh, you know, initial infections start. Is that a viability? Are the Chinese resisting? What's the purpose of doing that? Um, so in many of those things, I can't answer you because I'm not enough of a student of foreign affairs. I mean, I do not have any inside scoop into the U.S.-China relationships or the WHO-China um, relationships, I should have said, to really know what's happening there. If one can trace the ancestors back and figure out how this occurred, then one might be able to learn things about preventing it in the future. Mm-hmm. So it is a worthwhile endeavor because if you find that it was a bat um, to human transmission, for instance, then you would have an idea of what you could do to monitor or protect against it. So it would be nice to sleuth. I don't know about the politics involved. Interesting. Rick, uh, you've uh, put together a really great resource for churches and have uh, talked about donating your time and appearance before elder boards or churches themselves. Can you talk about that? I know that uh, this is up and running right now. 
Yeah, um, I did put together a PowerPoint, would probably like to, uh, just for the sake of time, consolidate that into uh, a meeting or two, um, but I would be glad to do that. Um, I did put together slides that as I show the way I think as an infectious disease person who's also been an elder and how I would bring information uh, to a church um, and PowerPoint presentation about the infection, uh, you know, a few biblical principles of, of what motivates me, but uh, really talking about how a church can protect itself, um, the same kind of thing would apply for um, a number of, of organizations. What are those things you can do? The environmental controls, the administrative controls, the personal protective equipment, um, and, you know, um, some of the uh, issues we've talked about right just now, the selfishness of people who won't wear masks. Right. Mm-hmm. The nuts and bolts. Yeah. Okay, Rick, before you leave us, can I ask you a couple more technical questions uh, about the virus? Um, Just thinking of several people I've talked to in the last couple of days who have COVID and are wondering about, you know, being diagnosed with it and then wondering what to do about their family members. Um, Now, they could have already given it to their family members. But, what you know, if two people are living together or four people are living together, one person has it. um, Talk about the procedure they should follow. Sure. Um, People are... Again, 40% don't have symptoms and will transmit it that way. Um, People are infectious a couple days before they have um, symptoms, and so they may have spread it in their family. That said, it's not like everybody in the family is necessarily going to get it. I mean, the, for instance, in a family where um, a stereotypic uh, teen is off in their room playing uh, video games may not have had um, as much exposure to one of the family of the adults who was working um, and vice versa. And so it's not like it's a guarantee. Um, typically, spouses will share. Um, it's going to be pretty hard to avoid, uh, particularly with this pre-symptomatic and asymptomatic fractions. So what you can do, um, masks, you can wear masks. I've worn masks when we've been around uh, family members at times when we were uncertain who might be um, infectious, not infectious. Um, we've uh, done doorknob cleaning, and I think the most common items, doorknobs, um, and this may sound to some people like overkill, but I, we have a HEPA filter, uh, a portable air purifier, and if we're um, doing things, we have that as available, and you can buy those online, and they will um, also help us. The HEPA filters will catch viral particles. So all those kind of things, put them together, and you can decrease the risk there is a theory, it's not yet proven, I believe, but that the amount of virus you get would, could relate to how seriously ill you got. That's not the only factor, but it may be one, such that if you have a heavy exposure, you may get more ill. And so wearing masks, cleaning well, may lead to a lighter exposure. Very interesting. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is with us, researcher collaborating with the Center for Disease Control. Rick, before you leave us, if people want to connect with you, uh, this presentation you've put together, uh, is it best that they contact us here or would they like to contact you directly? How, how best to do that? Um, that's a great, I mean, they uh, could send, I guess, uh, uh, an email to um, RKZ Glenshaw, as in the township at uh, uh, gmail.com. All right. Very good. Well, Rick, thanks for that generosity and your kindness. We'll put it out there for people if they're so inclined. 
Okay. You have a blessed day and stay safe. And to your listeners, please wear those masks. Amen to that. Immunity. Wear those masks. Dr. Rick Zimmerman. Is the cost of finishing the basement worth the benefit of some peace and quiet? When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go, even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment. 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley. 724-884-1496. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store, Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can Count on Napa Know How. Because of COVID, people are trying to, you know, stay home, but then you get sort of claustrophobic looking at the four walls, especially now the winter's upon us. Right. So people uh, in my neighborhood, I'm taking the dog for a walk easily. Four or five people are sitting outside with their fire pits. I mean, you can see the little smoke trails going up and you see the so people are like, you know, saying, I'm going to try to stay out as much as possible. If you're going to stay outside, I saw this piece uh, in the Washington Post. How about this? There's something, <laughs> you can get a wearable sleeping bag. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's built like a sleeping bag, only with armholes and an open bottom or defined legs. It's perfect for chilly nights by an outdoor fire pit. <laughs> That's awesome. A portable mm. sleeping bag. That 300 bucks. Is great. Is how much? 300 bucks. Holy how about, cow. How about touchscreen gloves? So you're sitting outside, you're, you're, you get gloves on. Well, they've developed these new gloves that, that can tell you the difference between texting and text zing zing. 
The best versions are warm enough and come in a wide range of hand sizes, but are thin and supple enough as well. Because that's for sure. If you want to be enjoying the great outdoors, you want to make sure you've got your phone. I'm going to text. I'm sitting out here by the fire, freezing my little boot off, and I got a wearable sleeping bag. But come and join me. Text and... The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.